Your favorite thing to do on a day off? Binge watch television. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Reba Watchables, the Reba Recap Podcast, the Revolution, which will not be televised, will only be podcasted, the Renaissance. I am your host, Natalie Weiner, here with my co-host. It's Johnny Opping. Um, this is day one uh, of a budding empire, the Reba <laughs> Podcast Network. Uh, and yeah, it's the flagship program, Reba Watchables. Or, yeah, Reba Watchables. I mean, it's like, it's a pretty monumental day. I mean, it's a monumental day because it's election day, I guess. Yeah. But also, it's a monumental day because we watched season one, episode one of the hit sitcom Reba. Yeah, I think that Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020 <laughs> is going to be remembered for the recording of the first episode of the Reba Watchables. Historians and will talk about it. For sure. I think, and we should probably, like, something to get out of the way or something that we'll edit out later as i say this um i think a lot of people will probably think based on our name that we're copying a very famous <laughs> podcast name and ripping it off but i think that that's incorrect um yeah. because we're not copying it we are making fun of it <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah i think honestly the big there's how 100 150 episodes of Reba 120. I mean, you, you're the one who just googled I it just right googled before it. we started recording this. Johnny, it looked like Johnny was texting, but then I asked him what he was doing, and he said, "I'm typing Reba into Google." Yeah. So you know, we've got an expert on our hands <laughs> here. Yeah, uh, Reba. Uh, how Reba? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. So there's a lot of podcast. There's a lot of episodes of Reba. And the plan is one episode of Reba Watchables for every episode of Reba. So, assuming that we actually have it in us to do that, what the real bet would be what's going to, like, who are we going to get the cease and desist for first? <laughs> the, <laughs> the podcast that it sounds like this is stealing the name from, or the actual Reba podcast that exists and is being yeah. hosted by Reba's Reba. podcast. It's not just a Reba podcast. It yeah. is the woman, the myth, the legend herself, Reba McIntyre, has a Spotify podcast. You know, it's a little offensive that she didn't wait for the launch of the RPN to, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, collaborate. Is she, like, affiliated? With, is she just, like... Is her podcast owned by Spotify? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, she's one of the Spotify. Right. It's like so the Michelle with... Obama one or whatever, or the Barack Obama. I don't know. Don't they have a Spotify thing? I assume so. Maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's like that. I mean, basically, Reva is equivalent to the Obamas. Yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of the takeaway. For a certain demographic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she went with the little guys, and, but we're hoping to reel her in at some point. I think that the... I, However many episodes we do, the culmination would the goal would be to get Reba on as a guest. Yes. Um, we could do a three person pod, or she could just replace me. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's wearing a Reba T shirt That's right true. now, and like Natalie's like we've me and Natalie have made eye contact like 
twice since we started recording, and Natalie's Reba shirt <laughs> is staring directly at my face with, like, the slightest, you could argue, smile, but mostly, like, intimidating look of, I don't know, uh, the knowing look. That's it's... called Reba's resting bitch face. She's <laughs> proud of it, so you better not just say anything. Yeah, resting our but... Re- resting Reba face. Our, uh, <laughs> resting Reba face. Which is a collection of different faces. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this the first episode, this premiere episode... Pilot. That's is, what yeah, TV people It's just call called it a pilot. Yeah, it's someone. Pilot. Yeah, for those for everybody who's not <laughs> in the biz, a pilot is when you uh, record an episode and then sell it to, and then try to convince a network to buy it and yeah. then air a bunch of episodes. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know how that works. If if, it's if you Reba, have Reba attached to it, do they even like need to be sold on it? Yeah, one would think. I mean, this was like kind of the zenith. Of the Reba fame period, right. you know, this was, was when she sold this show. This was the heart of, this was the era when Peak TV got started, just to put you guys in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 2001. Uh, I think we're a few years into The Wire. Is that when it premiered? I think so. That's what Google said, um, if I remember. Wow. Yeah, 2000. 9-11. Wasn't it, like, right by 9-11? Ooh, wow. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was 28 days. Uh, <laughs> after 9-11. So the country needed this. <laughs> um, it's like, we talk about a post-9-11 era, but, like, we're also talking about a post-Reba era. Yeah, for sure. No, it was kind of, like, one of the big pop culture things. <laughs> they got us through that time. Yeah. Uh, everybody talks about, like, the SNL, and, like, oh, can we laugh again? But, like, we didn't, like, we decided we could laugh again when that <laughs> SNL episode happened. Like, we just kind of, like, banged a gavel and said we can laugh again. But we didn't actually laugh until October 5th. When we saw it. Yeah. Five million people watched it, which is a lot, I think. Uh, it feels like a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to just get facts to kind of get us out of the, like, 9-11. <laughs> Look, but, you know, where is Reba set? Texas. Where yeah. is George Bush from? Texas. Yeah, that's... I mean, I just, I'm just laying the facts out true. there, I you mean, know, like... That's almost too big of a coincidence. <laughs> that's, it sounds like you're about to be like a... Some sort of, you're about to, yeah, exactly, you're like, you know, Texas, George Bush, Building 7, like, <laughs> Can jet fuel melt yes. Reba's, uh, I don't know, hair. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Reba knew what we needed. She knew we needed a sitcom that, you know, centered quote unquote family values, I would say, but also maybe not in the way you would expect. It's yeah. about family, it's about like country, you know vibes right even though famously it doesn't take place in the country it takes place in a suburb of houston which johnny is better acquainted with that kind of sort of atmosphere i mean yeah i mean there's no like blatant it's literally like the only country the only like okay if if reba you know reba already successful country artist at that time 
and like you're pulling for the demographic that is mm-hmm. country music fans. I mean, there's nothing. The only like country aspect of the show, the only thing that that like the average viewer would see is country is like the accents. Yeah. You know, and then the accents in the very famous country star that right. it, it stars in the show, but. Mm. I mean, but like yeah. honestly, and she's such a good a lot, actress. Like you kind of forget, you know, that you're like, wow, fancy. Oh right, this is the person who's saying fancy. You know, I really escaped <laughs> into the role of yeah. Reba as Reba. You know, yeah, and just was transported. But I feel like we need to get back into the nuts and bolts here mm-hmm. before we start getting too philosophical about like what does it mean yeah. that Reba's playing Reba? Like what happened in this episode? Mm-hmm. What like it's. It, it opens in a, uh, a court-ordered family therapy session. Yeah. Um, kind of an amazing scene-setting spot, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's... Yeah, it's like... It's one of those... Like, I guess that is how it works, where... You know... I mean, it, the age ranges... Like, so it's Reba, her soon-to-be ex-husband, mm-hmm. 17 or 18-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. 17. 17. 17-year-old daughter, 10, 11, 12-year-old daughter. other daughter, uh, and... Like, seven-year-old yeah. kid, yeah. maybe? And then they're Son. kind of like <laughs> having a therapy, a, a family therapy session in which the therapist, like, barely speaks, and they just kind of hash it out on their own, which I don't know, like, I, my, there, you know, there's limited dysfunction in my family to the point of we were never court-ordered uh, to go through therapy, but, is, I mean, would it be that, like, would it really be the full, fa- like, would the seven-year-old kid really wear a suit? Like, is that productive in the sense of, like... You know, I'm not sure, but... I, yeah, I mean, well, maybe. We also, I like, don't really... I don't really, have any siblings, so. We don't know... So, it sounds like we're not describing it very well to you, but, like, we've, we have pretty much set, like, the first three minutes. Like, they don't exactly explain why they're in... But that's, you know, the art of it. The, yeah. the story unfolds as yeah. you watch, you know? It and opens, they're in the office, the lady walks in, and she kind of has the, like, no-nonsense therapist role. Sure. And it kind of, frankly, very interesting article that was on Vulture, I believe, about the role of black people in Seinfeld. She kind of okay. has that same role. Like... No nonsense. It was just like every black person in Seinfeld is like, I'm sick of putting up with your bullshit people of Seinfeld. White people be crazy. Exactly. And this therapist is sort of that, the extension of that trope. Right. You know, she. Like, she even gives, like, one of her big, like, I'm sick of this shit moment was literally to the seven year old boy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, he, he says that, like, you hit the. I don't know, you hit the bailiff or something. Yeah. And he's like, in his like cute voice, is like, I I didn't know anybody was was watching. Anybody <laughs> which was like played for laughs. And then she just like looks him dead in the face and is like, somebody was watching. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, that I guess kind of played for laughs, but it was, yeah. It was exactly also like about. the panopticon. You know? like, <laughs> anyway, but... Yeah, no, so the therapist is there, and, like, in the course of this session, probably not very realistic, but it it becomes clear that, like, 
the soon-to-be ex-husband is suing Reba for divorce, and that was why they were in court, mm-hmm. and that was where all of this, like, fallout ensued that mandated the the therapy session. And then in the therapy session, again, without the therapist really saying anything, this is just them yeah. talking. The Which makes, actually, which, like, says a lot about that, like, the court-ordered therapy was actually a good idea because all you had to do is put them in a room and make them like they they will talk about it, but they revealed two huge bombshells that the family did not know about each other. Right. Um, but yeah, so basically, he's got a mistress. mistress and he wants a full divorce, and they haven't even talked about like where the kids are gonna be. Right. Reba at this point is like. No, just come back home. Like, you're having a midlife crisis. Like, get, she says, get something pierced. And yeah. it's like, ha, ha, Get a Corvette. Yeah. Right. But, and he's like, well, the thing is, I'm going to get married. And she's like, why are you, you're not going to marry your dental hygienist. We learn he's a dentist also in okay. this scene. Yeah. Um, so he's had an affair with his dental hygienist. Which is, the wife of every male dentist is terrified <laughs> that... She will be left by the dental hygienist. This is a trope. Of, this is a trope of the suburbs. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought like... you were like speaking from experience. Okay, I know. <laughs> the the I know, uh, but or anyway. So yes, he's like ready to. Um, I don't know. He's ready to marry his hygienist. And she's like, why would you marry the hygienist? Like, you just had an mm-hmm. affair. Like, it's not too late to, like, salvage our long marriage with all these kids. And he's like, well... And she's like, oh, shit. And then everybody figures out that he got the mistress pregnant. Right, right. And then there's a big... Uh, the... Well, like, yeah. Everybody kind of gets by his... She says the only reason you would marry her is if you and then like he's looking at her like uh yeah and then so they everybody in the room realizes that he got her pregnant except for the like the seven seven-year-old old. boy even the therapist the therapist <laughs> is like uh like classic this right this she has happens. some one-liner yeah. about like how here we go again like, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and uh then the little boy is like i don't get it what's happening and one of the daughters is like, you, uh, Barbara Jean's pregnant. Barbara Jean's pregnant. And then the little boy says, I thought Cheyenne, who was the oldest daughter, was pregnant. And, and then that's it's like, like so what? It's like two bombshells at once. Nobody knew about. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then all of that happens in the opening scene is like. And then it's like credits. Credit. And it's like, boom. Yeah. Welcome to Reba. <laughs> right. The Reba song plays, which is a. Original song written by Reba for the Reba show. Is I don't think right? she wrote it, but she recorded it. Okay, um, maybe she wrote it. I would have to Google that. Yeah, I'm gonna just assume she wrote it. Uh, <laughs> and she wrote every line of this show as well, in my mind. Uh, and uh, and it is the song is not the song is fine. The song mm-hmm. is like it's not ridiculous. You yeah. know, it's a Reba. I song. mean, it's. Called I'm a Survivor, which or is that's the refrain, of... which is a little bit, well, like, okay, there's already a song that has that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> especially in 2001, I feel like that was yeah. coming off. Disney's <laughs> child still... child yeah. moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another Houston. <laughs> 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 
wow. <laughs> this is just beginning. It yeah. just all makes too much sense. <laughs> um, Who survived 9-11, though? <laughs> okay. Right, we need to. We need to have <laughs> every episode will have a little bit less nine eleven talk, and by the last episode we'll barely. Um, but the thing is, okay, the, the song's fine. The song's not like, as I mean, as far as like ridiculous. How did this? How does this exist? Sitcom theme songs go like it's not that crazy, but the. Visuals that are playing when the song is playing, that the song is playing over, is uh, completely absurd. It's just Reba, like, doing, like, a look over her, her shoulder, like, pose. Oh, yeah. In, like, a, in just, like, a, you know, a room where there's nothing. She's in a void, basically. Yeah. And, and then it's, like, hard cuts to her <laughs> doing that a million times. And it's, like, how many different faces of, like... You know, uh, like, guess whose back face can you give? And it and it's just like seven of them while that song's playing. Just like it's like they forgot to edit. It's like the person that was editing it had like ten energy drinks and it was just like none of these shots can last more than one point five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't catch much of this. I was still reeling from the opening scene. Also, I don't think that those credits remain the credits for the duration of the series. Oh, okay. Johnny has never seen any Reba mm. that he recalls. I, in the midst of a Reba kick some months ago, rewatched several episodes. So I, I'm, you know, I've had some time yeah. in the Reba-verse. Yeah. When the, um, yeah, she, when... When they revealed those two pregnancies, like, I could just, in, in our, in my initial watch and her rewatch, like, I could just feel Reba her, rewatch, <laughs> I could just feel her staring at me, like, as if, like, as if, like, she was, like, sitting next to someone who was watching The Sixth Sense for the first time. Okay, just, well, like, but it's to... basically as much yeah, attention. As if I'm gonna, she's gonna I have mean, to help me pick my job. Were you expecting those reveals? No, I, mean, well, I think I already told you about some of it. So yeah, I, I didn't know that. Spoiler alert. I didn't know that Barbara Barbara <laughs> Jean, uh, the husband's mistress, was pregnant. So that one was a caught surprise. me off guard. Um, um, also, it'll be interesting to see how, like, over these episodes, like, which characters I like just began to learn their names mm-hmm. and which ones I just continue to like, reference them as, like, the husband. Because based on right now, like, I don't see myself learning his name, his even name if I was Brock. They said Brock. it, like, five That times. is a very memorable... Well, they, I mean, I don't know, but he doesn't... He just has, like, uh, like, Reba husband, failing husband energy. I, like, there's nothing... Like, he looks... He looks like uh, like sitcom dad if it were played by an actor that you couldn't pick out of a lineup. Like, yeah. like who's the guy that uh, was in Married with Children and then he's also in Modern Family? Like, famous <sighs> dad, famous sitcom dad. Uh, I bet this guy wishes he were a famous dad. No, Maybe he is. He looks know. like if that guy 
if like you tried to make that guy in like a video game like in a, like, like okay so we're doing a bad job of recapping okay <laughs> we, we, well i've, I've seen it is the i'm coming out of my first experience like yeah. i i have no i have, i was gonna say i have no leg up on the listeners but i guess i've literally seen the episode so yeah. but okay so yeah there that's where we are basically and the in like it, they don't actually, all they establish is that, like, there's chaos in their family. Yeah. Everybody's pregnant, basically. That's, yeah. like, everybody that's, like, of age to have a child, like, yeah. biologically is it's having pregnant. one. Yeah, and, uh, and then it's, like, credits. And then they're, and then it cuts, like, very calmly to, like, Reba's house. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're just supposed to, like, kind of get to, like, like, this is just how, like, Reba's just going to make it work basically i mean yeah and we should mention she's just we making did... sandwiches in the next scene no weren't they in the living room in the next scene? oh yeah they're getting lectured yeah they're talking reba's like didn't i give you a sex talk and they're yeah. like talking so about is... how they both lost their virginity and apparently she got pregnant like with the teenager obviously not with the dad <laughs> but like the... and they're like wow you're really stupid that's kind of the the guy who impregnates the teenage daughter, like, his sort of defining characteristic is that he's really dumb, and he's a football player. Well, he's a football... Yeah, it's that he's the quarterback of the football team. And then the 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 dad is his assistant football coach. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, also something I was... Like, that's a big thing, is, like, he's supposed to, like, hate... That, I guess, it's like, the running bit that's kind of being set up is that he's gonna hate... He should hate him for, for impregnating his seventeen-year-old right. daughter, but he loves football so much, and this guy's such a good football player mm-hmm. that he's kind of like, well, he's like, you know, boys will be boys, yeah, basically, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then, but then I also thought it was like it's setting it up, like making it seem like okay, this is Texas high school football, mm-hmm. like they take football so seriously right. that, like, he can be okay with that. But then I also thought it was, like, kind of, I mean, kind of weird that, like, he, that this, like, if it's set up to be, like, they probably have this huge football program, mm-hmm. but then, like, one of their coaches is just, like, a dentist. <laughs> He's, like, doing it, like, very part-time. So, like, I don't know if it's... Maybe he's just being a dentist very part-time. That is true. (laughs) Either way, he's got one foot in both careers. (laughs) Like, he's not... They do not have, uh, like, Lane Kiffin as their... As as their offensive coordinator. Um, I feel like we need to establish that, like, Reba on the show... Mm-hmm. Is playing a woman named Reba. Yeah. Not Reba McIntyre. Right. And I singer. asked that, like, not far into the show. I asked you that. Mm-hmm. And you said it, you, like, you said what you just said. You're like, no, it's not Reba McIntyre. It's just Reba. But you said it with the confidence that, like, oh, you'll learn that. Mm-hmm. But it definitely wasn't established. Like, she's It's just... never established. Okay, so... Really. And I think her name is, like, Reba Hart. Isn't that their last name in the show? They were, like, I talking about that. I don't I know. I could see that being, like, yeah, a I clear could... eyes, full heart. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I felt pretty good about the way I characterized it to you, which is that it's 
Reba in an alternate universe where she does not become a famous singer. So I think that's sort of the premise of the sitcom. A little like bit. A that's what sliding I'm door situation. Read. Like yeah. she. Okay. So I thought you meant like a, an alternate universe. So like in this universe, like the singer Reba doesn't exist. Yeah. Like they definitely they definitely don't have any only Reba regular lady Reba albums. who married a dentist. Okay. Um. Okay, that makes sense. I think, I mean, that's just how I'm choosing to look at it. I have no evidence that that's kind of how Yeah. I mean, but it is a woman named Reba who is exactly like Reba in every way, except for the fact that she's not a famous country singer. I mean, it makes me think about, like, I mean, I was 11 or 12 when this show came out. Uh, like, how famous was Reba that they were able to, like, give her a show named after her and then not use her life as part of the show's gimmick was she that famous she's an actress yeah Uh, i mean well no i know but if you have like have you seen tremors (laughs) like (laughs) i i mean i guess that's like that also was the time when it's like you just like give a person a show i mean look at like moesha i mean that wasn't named brandy but it was like also Brandy was the lead person, and yeah, she was playing a right. not dissimilar person to Brandy. And I guess, like, all those shows, everybody loved Raymond was just about a guy. There's also, like, nothing. Like, that guy was a stand-up comedian, which is, like, a cooler job than whatever he was in that show, which is just, like, bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And... So they are talking, and basically the hypocrisy of the dad who is cheating and impregnating his mistress is sort of exposed throughout, because it's like, yeah. he's chiding the daughter for getting pregnant, and Reba keeps being like, well, what what did you do? You know, like, yeah. what the fuck did you do with your mistress? You know, you... It's, it's also, like, they establish, like, pretty quickly that, like, everybody but Reba... And the younger daughter, the, like, 10-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. Everybody else in the show is, like, very stupid. <laughs> like, that, like, that's the first characteristic about them is that, like, like their their next line is also almost for sure going to be a line where that exposes how dumb they are. And then, like, Reba is not dumb. Mm-hmm. She's just overwhelmed. Yeah. Which is, like, it's played off as, like, overwhelmed because, like, life is hard and family can be difficult. But, like, in reality, it's like she's overwhelmed because she's surrounded by idiots. <laughs> but then there's also that thing that I feel I can't, like, I bet if I rack my brain, like, that thing where, like, just for, like, levity, the 10 year old is, like, super witty. Right. And smart. And... I feel like there's always, like, a weird smart kid on these family right. shows. Like, there's, like, the nerdy one. Yeah. Like, she's smart. Like, we don't know if she's, like, book smart, but she's, like, way more clever like like her her lines that play for laughs are like comebacks or right. like witty like i'm precocious commenting on the situation whereas everybody else lines that play for laugh are like you know like there's like a there's circus music playing in my head you know <laughs> but it, it's but then it's also like clearly like it's also established like she is she's smart unlike her dumb family but She's also just, like, kind of an asshole. Like, there's no, like, she's yeah. not gonna, it's not like, oh, she's gonna be, like, president Well, someday. this was, like, the era when, like, 
sarcasm yeah, was like true. like yeah like i'm sarcastic that's my personality trait yeah. and that's definitely like the middle daughter whatever her name is and that's also thing. like it's funny because like that what you just pointed out is like that sort of trope is like probably the main thing that makes that era of sitcoms seem so dated yeah and i can't tell if it's like you know like if you get like a 23 year old to watch like most sitcoms from like the 90s and 2000s. You make a 23 year old watch Reba. You make a 23 year old watch Reba. Yeah, I think that we have a lot of 23 year olds in this podcast. Um, I don't know, like, but it does, like, it makes it seem like what, what, you know, the, like, what is the, what was this shit? Like, why was it so bad? But, but then I'm, I mean, we were young, like I said, like, we were 11 or 12, like, was, like, when people hung out, was, like, just the most surface-level sarcasm, did that make you, like, the funny person in, mm-hmm. like... No. I mean, I think there was some degree of it, but I... It was just lazy it. writing, and there was just nothing better Yeah, out there. I don't know. I think it's just... I don't have a good answer, but I do think it just was, it was just a trope. Like, there has yeah. to be a sarcastic kid, like, to, like, yeah. be, to, there's, like, the dumb bimbo kid who's popular in school, and then there's, mm-hmm. like, the nerdy sarcastic kid yeah. who is, like, their foil. <laughs> um, but then the nerdy sarcastic kid, like, secretly wants to be popular. Obviously. And they're, like, very invisible. Mm-hmm. Like, they're basically talking to the audience. Yeah. Like, they say something sarcastic that's, like, aren't these people dumb? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, they are dumb. <laughs> but they're, the people that are actually it's in the like world. like the chorus, you know, the Greek yeah. chorus kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Not quite breaking the fourth wall, but like, right. you know, uh, kind of like tiptoeing around it. For sure. Okay, so we've established characters are either dumb, overwhelmed, <laughs> or sarcastic. Including Barbara Jean, who's introduced. She is the, the mistress. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. Uh, she loves Reba. Yeah. Seems to love everything. Is also probably the dumbest of the characters. Like, yeah. at least early. She's like, uh, Reba hates her mm-hmm. for, like, obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And Barbara Jean is like, she's also, like, Christian. Yeah, she's very Christian. It's, like, a big part of her. And that kind of seems like a Reba is, like... Reba's jokes are like playing off the hypocrisy of like you're a bad person and that's classic Reba yeah you know she's just like really toying with like what is religion anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah exactly she's down there in Joel Osteen Osteen (laughs) country just you know calling out (laughs) institutionalized religion institutional religion organized religion is what I'm trying to say yeah uh but yeah, um... I think there's an important... So, there's a scene I want to I wanna draw out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, basically, they have this, like, come-to-Jesus moment about the pregnancies, and, like, they decide, okay, like, Van, who is Cheyenne's boyfriend, right. the teenage impregnator football star, he, like, needs... He hasn't told his parents yet, so he goes to tell them. Of course, they are not pleased and so they kick him out of the house mm-hmm. um and so reba finds him in cheyenne's bedroom hiding yeah. she's um, delivering cheyenne 
<laughs> crisply burnt sandwich as like a as like a trojan horse to talk to her about, about her pregnancy. teenage pregnancy yeah and she's just holding a plate with just a black sandwich <laughs> charcoal anyway yeah that's how and then she discovers so, van inside right and so van is like i was kicked out of my house um and i don't have anywhere to go and so he's just reba's kind of like figuring it out at this point and then he gets down on one knee and decides to propose to cheyenne because like he's like this will be he makes this whole speech about how he loves her and he wants to be there for the baby which you know is nice Mm -hmm. um and he's like to prove it to you like you know i'm gonna propose and we're gonna get married and reba's like oh jesus (laughs) like you know i don't really want my teenager to get married even whatever mm-hmm. but she's like okay fine um we'll do this and the next day she goes to brock's dental office so mm-hmm. we get a little see a different scene there yeah. you know we're, we're outside the home we're super super nice office yeah like i, I don't know like <laughs> been to the dentist, but i don't like what i'm I know that I'm just waiting for my dentist. Like, I'm sitting in the chair waiting for him to, like, mm-hmm. look in my mouth for, like, four seconds. But, like, I don't assume that he, w- before that, is in, like, his own CEO's office <laughs> that has, like, a fish tank and a full, like, mahogany desk <laughs> with two chairs in front of it as if he has to, like, break news to couples. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm sorry. We couldn't save your teeth for a situation. But, yeah. So she goes to his extremely nice office. Right. And she's like telling, explaining what happened. She's like, so they're going to get married. You need to come to the wedding. It's going to be this Saturday. We're just going to do it at the house. Like, blah, blah, blah. Just for few friends and family. Few friends and family. Is what she says. Yeah. And he cops the whole attitude about it. And he's like, you want to celebrate this? Like, we should be embarrassed that our daughter is pregnant. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Reba's like, excuse me, you just got your mistress pregnant, so, like, you are just as much of an embarrassment. And also, it just feels like, I wouldn't say it's the first moment where Reba is, like, openly, like, a feminist icon. You know, I'm not going to go that far. Like, in, in Reba McIntyre's life? No, in the, the series. Okay. In the series. The character Reba. Not You're saying she's not quite there in this moment. It's not like she definitely her... doesn't do it before this. If no. That's what you're implying. <laughs> I know. I'm saying it's. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not like I wouldn't call it that yet. Laying the groundwork. But it is a moment where we see Reba's pragmatism, where she's like explaining to him. She's like, "Look, this thing is happening, and this is our daughter, and we're gonna like support her no yeah, matter she, what." She says, "Like if we push back." It's not going to make a difference. Right. Like, they're going to do what they want anyway. They're teenagers. And, like, so we need to, like, be part of it, you know, basically, Mm -hmm. so that we still have some connection to them. And, you know, it's just, like, it's a degree of, like, practicality, you know, that I think will recur through the Reba series. And also, like, just her showing that she's like maybe not a progressive but that she's open-minded yeah in a way that a lot of the people around her are not necessarily they're sort of presented as foils to her being like look this is just the way it is 
Right. Well, it's not, and it, like you say, it's not presented as like uh, open mindedness. It's presented as like pragmatism. Yeah. Like it's like, which makes the audience on her side like completely be like, yeah, she's right. Which is also like that thing too of like, it might be a TV thing, but it's also just like probably a real life thing. Is like like woman with southern accent being pragmatic you know it's just like yeah i guess you're right you know like tammy taylor just like you know guidance counselor vibes totally yeah that's true that's true and there is a very tammy taylor guidance counselor moment that comes later Mm -hmm. yeah like the day of the wedding that's true it and it's not super on the nose at all uh yeah so basically he says he's not gonna come yeah. She says, you're coming and you're bringing ice. That's like, you yeah, know. That's bring, your whole thing. Um, that's the Tammy Taylor vibe. Yeah. Totally. Like 100% down the middle. She's like, you don't, I don't give a shit what you say. Yeah. Like, and then we basically just cut to the wedding day. And it's like a fast forward of like pre-wedding. Uh, Chaos. Not hijinks, but yeah, like things going wrong. And Reba's the only one who's like coordinating all of it, so yeah. she's like frazzled. Yeah, and it's just going to happen at their house, in their living room. The Reverend's really concerned about whether there will be an open bar. Yeah, We get a little side joke there. She's burning food. In the oven. You know, which... Like, right after the timer went off, it was like, maybe you set the timer for too long. (laughs) Yeah, The timer goes off, and she goes to look at it, and it's already, like, burning. She is just setting like, it's this close to burning the second you're going to take it, because that's how... Yeah, I don't even know what she's... But she throws it away in what you pointed out was not a trash can, but definitely a hamper that was in their kitchen. Uh, but, and also, the daughter didn't shy in. The daughter. She, like, couldn't figure out how to open... Oh, I thought you were talking about the other daughter who didn't open the oven. Yeah, she couldn't open the oven. Basically, everything's going wrong. And Cheyenne didn't want to wear the wedding dress that Reba right. wore. She wanted to wear one that was like more a sexy. Revealing. Yeah. It was like basically a slip. It didn't like it wasn't really a dress. And and there's just like a lot of like general like you know, Van, good dude, also just horny. You know, yeah. they're like planning the honeymoon. Um and then basically it's like she's having to be honest, like Reba starts she breaks down and cries. Yeah. In the... In the kitchen. In the kitchen. When everything's going wrong. When everything's going wrong. And, like, the music plays, and you do really feel for her. But then it's like... I was just thinking about it right now. Like, honestly, not that much had gone wrong at that point. She basically <laughs> well, I think just it was more something. like she was thinking about everything having added up. Yeah, you know, like true. the husband leaving, the pregnant mistress, the pregnant daughter. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I it was more just, yeah. like, everything hitting her at once in right. this moment. That she, like... She was trying to keep it together, but then, like, so many things were going wrong that she was just like, I can't deal with this. Right. And then Brock comes, opens the door to her crying, sees his ex-wife sad, and he gets sad, and he hugs her, and it's, like, a very, uh, they really do still care about each other moment. Mm-hmm. And then Barbara Jean's dumbass <laughs> walks in. <laughs> And then, and that ruins it. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really described Barbara Jean. I mean, I said that she was insanely stupid. That's basically She's her. like, she's blonde, she's, obviously. She's, she's stupid, and she's Christian. And she's she's super Christian. She's very, like, bubbly, over-the-top, like, kind of yeah. performative, friendly, in the way that people who, like, 
don't like Southerners maybe would characterize them mm-hmm. as sort of this like fake over the top niceness. Although with her, it does like mostly seem genuine. Yeah. Um, cause she's just like she's dumb. She's a bad person. Like, she's just too stupid yeah. to know how to be anything but right. inconsiderate. <laughs> but yeah. So. And then, she, well, basically like that's, that ruins that moment. And then. They go in, and then Van, Van and Cheyenne are fighting because he has to play a football game like the night of their wedding. No, which is which is. Like, I mean, it's on a Saturday, so. Yeah, yeah, but it's high school football is on Friday. That's so what that's, I thought too. You know, but and also like this football game that they're talking about that like they're fighting over that she apparently just learned he's playing in. <laughs> like this is apparently happening in like two hours. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> And then she's saying, like, they're supposed to go on their honeymoon. And that's why, like, it's not like it's interfering with the wedding, like... It's just that they're supposed to leave for the honeymoon. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't know. If you threw together a makeshift wedding in, like, two days, I feel like you don't have to go on your wedding, your honeymoon, like, an hour after the wedding. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean also, classic guy. I guess yeah, we're just gonna do true. a battle of the sexes here. You're gonna I'm be like making the argument that, that make Brock makes that, that the dad makes. <laughs> but I think it's more symbolic. Yeah, she feels vulnerable. She's pregnant. Yeah. There, all of this stuff is happening very fast. She's also seventeen, and she's like, "I feel like you don't really care about me in this moment. You just want to go play football." Yeah, blah blah blah. So and you, and then like, uh, what is it? What's the joke? Uh, he says, she says, like, you care about football more than you care about me. <laughs> Why would you think that I care about you equally? That's what I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you more, you more. You know, he corrects, he course corrects. He's not that stupid. And then like that, I don't know if it's that line. I think it is. It like, it's just sort of like <laughs> the director of this show was like, all right, when he hits that line, everything needs to devolve into just complete chaos. And like, it turns from like passive aggressive, like arguments to just like a full on brawl. <laughs> right. To where like the... The daughter, the younger daughter, is is attacking <laughs> in a way that like no groundwork had been laid that she like hates him because she seemed like too cool. I for think school. she's like trying to defend her sister, but yes, right. it didn't make any sense that she would suddenly try. And in. then like Barbara Jean falls into the cave. <laughs> it's like there aren't even enough like people parties involved for them to be falling down as much as they are. Like, <laughs> like no one. <laughs> <laughs> like it, there's nobody like throwing any sort of punches or anything they're all just sort of jumping on each other and then like uh something gets ripped her wedding dress gets ripped yeah. and then like the big the big then it gets really serious because reba says like you she gets, screams at brock, brock. She screams, we were supposed to grow old together. Yeah. And then that's like, kind of a gut punch. And honestly. it just turns silent. Everyone's yeah. like, everyone, yeah, everyone's like, this is awkward. Yeah. Like, literally everybody else who, like, their life is a mess <laughs> yeah. was like, ooh, this lady is <laughs> one sad broad. That, that's the sort of like vibe. And then she like storms upstairs. Right. And then she, that's when her Tammy Taylor moment right. and comes. It should be noted that. 
these moments are are um, <laughs> there's a lot of assistance is done here by the music cues. Yeah. It's not like there's no... Well, and the laugh track. Let's not yeah. forget that it's there is a laugh track. It's live studio audience I just saw. Because it's pretty like... I mean, they. I'm sure laugh tracks had a lot of settings, but like it did feel like it was pretty like... The jokes that were just kind of funny got kind of some laughs. The yeah. jokes that were you know, Actually, hilarious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> really brought the house down. Uh, okay, well the live studio audience, yeah. you know, reacted. Right. They they did like they did their like their sad voice, yeah, their sad sound, um, and then yeah, they go upstairs and Cheyenne is like sad. Her wedding dress is ripped. She's like, this guy is stupid because they're both teenagers, so he's definitely stupid. Um, and then Reba does like a pep talk. She's like, let's look in the mirror. What do you see? <laughs> yeah, he she makes her get up and and like they stare at each other like they both are looking at looking the in the mirror yeah. and she's like what do you see two losers and cheyenne's like yeah two losers and she's like it's something so like, like it have to be it would have to be two losers that like sit because, and s- s- felt sorry for themselves because everything didn't go the way they wanted it to right and then she was like wow you're right yeah. Sometimes things don't go the way you want, want them to. to. In yeah. Her head, this is her internal monologue. Episode. Right. And then she decides she wants to go ahead with the wedding and she wants to wear Reba's Reba's dress. dress. Yeah. And then it all happens. And then it happens. Cute. And we see that people did show up to this wedding. <laughs> we don't see any, we only see the back of their heads. <laughs> like, there are no, they literally called in like, 12 extras <laughs> to serve as the friends and family of this very weird wedding. Yeah. Um, and then it pretty much ends. It ends with like, it ends with the wedding photos. Yeah. And right. it's like, it's Van, like kooky. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they're doing a good one. And then Van's like basically tells Reba that he's, that they're going to fuck on the honeymoon yeah. a bunch. Like, you yeah. said, like, oh, don't worry. He was like, I brought a lot of condoms. Yeah. Which is a good joke in the sense that, like, she's already pregnant, yeah. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and also, like, he's telling his mother-in-law that they're going to have a lot of sex. Yeah. And <laughs> then Barbara Jean gets in it, and that's, like, the last. Right. They're all, like... And it's like, wow, here you are. Yeah. And it's basically, like, a long way of saying... Like, and it's, like, it's, it's one of those, like, usually... I feel like pilots have cliffhangers, mm-hmm. but this one is just like, yeah, this this family's <laughs> a bunch of shit, and like, there's gonna be a a bunch of hijinks from here on out. Yeah, it's basically the message. I mean, like, so what's your take? Since this was your first time ever seeing, what's my take? Like, was it good? Is that? I mean, it was. It wasn't good, good, mm-hmm. but I bet it. It was, but be- I bet if I watched the pilot of most sitcoms from that time, I like. I bet it's as good as most of those. Like even the ones that people still like. I, I think it's like. I mean, maybe I'm biased, or maybe I'm just really biased. corny. Okay, well, but. 
I think it's like, well, there's a lot of action that's packed in mostly. So that makes it like more engaging because there's just there's a lot of narrative (laughs) there's a lot more narrative in this episode than there will be in future episodes of reba i feel like yeah only there's nobody left to get pregnant (laughs) yeah yeah there's just there's a lot and i feel like you know for a sitcom the jokes aren't bad yeah i agree i mean i think the thing honestly the only thing of like because i didn't like i it was the quality i expected it to be, mm-hmm. it was like Reba and company telling corny jokes. So yeah. like, it's not like it. It's not like I was like, oh, this is actually m- more similar to Mad Men than I realized. Like, <laughs> it you know it is it is what it is. The thing that I couldn't stop thinking about was like Reba's acting and like how committed she was mm-hmm. to like none of these most of the lines are not great. Like, not they're not, like, that well-written. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they're not how people talk. And the jokes are silly. And they rely so heavily on her, like, telling them in the most committed way possible <laughs> with, like, facial expressions and, like, turning the southernness up a notch. And, like, honestly, the episode's only, like, 20... 23 minutes long like I part I by the end of it I was kind of like my brain had like turned it all the way around to like this it might actually be harder to do that kind of acting than like I don't know prestige TV acting (laughs) because like because the show was very watchable Mm -hmm. very Reba watchable and like (laughs) Like, I, I wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't, you know, like, there's, like, stuff that's, like, bad and makes you laugh, like, but some stuff is just, like, bad, and you, like, really, like, okay, I've seen enough, I don't need to see more than <laughs> right. six minutes. Like, it was definitely watchable, and, like, it completely relied on her doing all of that. Yeah. And I feel like how, it's not easy to commit to that, drop your sort of, like, not your pride, but, like, you know, any level of self-seriousness, which I don't know if she ever, I don't know, she doesn't seem like someone who had a lot of self-seriousness, but, like, and then also just, like, some of those, like, to deliver a line that ridiculous over and over again and not, like, crack up while you're doing it. I mean, maybe she did. Maybe it took a lot of takes. But, like, I don't know. I was I was She's actually kind of impressed. She's a pro. Yeah. I mean, so like on the Reba needs and needs to be egot scale from one to ten, like where are we right now? Um, on the one to ten, I will. I will give her three Barbara jeans. I personally would go for at least six or seven. Well, I'm saying, like, I'm saying that, like, my I'm factoring in the fact that there's, like, a hundred more of these. So, like, she's only going to work her way up. I don't don't think... I just feel like when she delivered that, like, we were supposed to grow old together thing, you know, that that got me a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I've had a lot of rosé. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, I was, like... Damn, 
that's that's real. Yeah. You know? It was, I mean, it was, uh, she did a, like, actually, I thought it was more emotional when she, like, started crying. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. Like, a, a. I mean, we can have different favorite, like, Reba emotional. Yeah. No, we both, we cried series. at different times. Which is <laughs> good, because, like, that way, one of us missed a part. We could explain. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I mean, we we didn't prep for this at all. I think we were supposed to have categories to keep up with the tradition of uh, other podcasts. <laughs> other so podcasts. Have... I've never listened to any other podcasts, so, you know. <laughs> so, like, we do have to, you know, keep in tradition with other podcasts, specifically one. Like, we're going to have one off the bat, which is, like, the J.R. Smith Award. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is an award for like someone who every week we'll probably do this. It's the <laughs> the award for someone who like m- makes a horrible mistake, but we still <laughs> love them anyway. And okay, that, who gets that award? Well, it's obviously Van and Cheyenne. They got both of them at seventeen. Are yeah, we? they made this mistake together. Yeah, they both had to be there, and. Apparently, and, allegedly the first time they had sex, which I wonder if we'll unpack later. Right. <laughs> they, well, it was, yeah. And, but, and I guess the one, we didn't break down Van much, football player. Like, the other, the thing about him is, like, he's definitely, like, he's not portrayed as douchey at all. No. He's, like. He's portrayed as He's pretty, he he's, also, like, again, they kind of lean on a lot of these characters of, like, uh, they're just dumb. You know, like, like he's just <laughs> an idiot. And you're like, oh, well. He seems nice. Like he, and he does seem to, like, actually, like, there's no, like, nothing is hinted at that, like, he doesn't actually love her. Like, he, like yeah. him saying that he loves her, like, the only hint there is, like, well, you're an idiot. You're 17. Right. But, like, he's, like, obsessed with her mm-hmm. and, like, proposed in earnest and... Proposed with an earring. <laughs> I realized we should probably include that. But she was... But then she it was pulled also, it out of his ear. But then... He said, like, I know it's only an earring, and, like, that was the joke. But then he put it, he did make the motion that he was, like, putting it on her mm-hmm. finger. I don't know how he quite, he was using his earring, wasn't he? I think it was a hoop earring. Well, he was wearing, like, a, like a studded earring. I thought it was, like, a little hoop okay. like that. All right. And then he took it off, and then he put it on her finger. Okay. And I so think they like, only had him wearing an earring so that he right. could later propose. Exactly. It was a pretty transparent, yeah. like... There's not going to be, like, a little, like, a, a punk part of it. <laughs> I don't think so. He didn't really seem yeah. like an earring kind of guy, so it was a little, a little odd, but then it all made yeah. sense as a plot device. Van and Cheyenne, also, just the names of these people <laughs> are just, like... <laughs> Let's make it so that it's easier to remember their name. Like, let's really... Van and Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Brock and Barbara Jean. Reba, <laughs> which is a real name. And then I don't know the two The two kids. kids. We'll I mean, learn, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be, like... It's not going to be, like, John. <laughs> and, like, Liz. <laughs> It's going to be, like, Jasper and These are something. professionals. They and, know how to make things memorable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the only category we have, or award. And where is Reba this episode on her deserves an EGOT scale? Yeah. 
how many barber jeans does she get? <laughs> I don't really know why we're calling them barber jeans, <laughs> but we will. There was also okay. Last thing, which is a very weird thing to end on, but like, what is he? At one point in the in his just immaculate dentist office, <laughs> at one point Barbara Jean's in there just being a pain in the ass while they're trying to have a serious conversation. Because remember, she works there; she's a dental hygienist. Um, which also like annoying that like it makes it seem like dental hygienists are dumb. Like they do yeah. the majority of the work. It seems like anyway. Point being, uh, at one point he says like. BJ, can you give us a second? <laughs> and, and Reba says, BJ? And then he says, it stands for, and Reba says, I know what it stands for. <laughs> and like, I don't know if it's like obvious what I'm going to ask, or if it's, or if I'm really just weird. Was there any, was like part of the joke that it was blowjob, or was she just like, yeah. Okay, because. I think so. Like, that's, like, the joke, but then, like, her name is Barbara Jean, and yeah. so it's, like, not weird that he called... I guess it's weird that he calls her BJ. It was I just mean, a, it's just funny. It was just it's a weird just... blowjob joke. I thought it was funny. Was, like, <laughs> but that's just me. No, I think it was just an... Uh, like, yeah. she was just, like, BJ. Like, come on. But yeah. yes, people go by BJ and it's normal. But yeah. it is always funny to me too. So that's something that Reba and I like have in common. Right. You know? So yeah, I just wanted to end the episode <laughs> that hey, there's blowjob jokes in this. So, like, <laughs> it's edgy, you it's, know, yeah. for all you people who watch prestige TV. That's true. You know? Yeah, this was going on at the same time as The Sopranos. Like there was a <laughs> lot. People wanted like the hard hitting, the real shit, you know? <laughs> It's actually just like The Soprano. It is. It's, it's a Reba lot. is like, you know, Tony Soprano goes to therapy. Reba also having some kind of personal crises and like yeah. reflective moments. For sure. I assume, I mean, I watched all of Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So I know it doesn't happen in that series. But I've only seen one episode of Reba. So I assume that there's like a crossover at <laughs> some point where Reba goes to the bada bing and uh i don't know one of van gets caught there and she has to bring him home that'll be like season two probably yeah i mean once you get past the shadow of 9-11 (laughs) room to take more creative risks you know she was really just trying to like bring people up with some easy laughs with this one yeah there's gonna be like a patriot act like, arc at one point. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope Van doesn't now to go to the Iraq War. That would be right. bad. He gets... Yes. So, yeah. The plan was to have our episode be more or less the same length as the episode of the show. I think we've I don't about think doubled that, that, that at this happened. point. But we'll get better at that. We had to, like, explain the entire show and what it was yeah this you is know, the, the initial next, the next one would be like right in it would just be like bam van yeah is got pilot was naturally yeah. gonna be longer because there's i mean and as we discussed lots of narrative to get through in this episode yeah for sure but yeah we will uh i don't know we'll watch another one and record another episode yeah i mean subscribe and 
like our podcast. Yeah, exactly. RPN, you know, we appreciate your support here at the Reba Podcast Network. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we will, uh, die. We will tell you about new podcasts that we'll be launching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. As the other that, podcasts in the network. In the Reba Podcast Network. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you just have to stay tuned to hear about those. <laughs> yes, but thank you so much for listening to the end. Maybe tune in to the pilot, you know, and see what you think. Or maybe you should have watched it first before you listen to the episode because <laughs> yeah, we just told you everything that happened. <laughs> I mean, do whatever you want. Like, it's yeah, fine. That's, that's the beautiful part about it. It is on Hulu, though. Maybe we should have said that first. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We'll read you next time. <laughs>